0: All right. Welcome to another episode of Powerhouse Conversations brought to you by Dream Big Sports. I'm your host, Fred Underwood, and today we have a special guest, uh, Malcolm Lemons uh, from The Hype Is Real. Uh, This is a great episode uh, to learn about uh, Web3 and everything that we have going on around that in sports. Uh, Powerhouse Conversations is a a podcast where we bring on uh, dope uh, people in the sports industry to talk about how we can innovate and how you can leverage technology to uh, to m- uh, move your personal brand. Um, so, Malcolm, how you doing today?
1: I'm doing fantastic, man. Appreciate you having me.
0: No problem, no problem. I, I, I definitely um, have been following you closely. I lo- love what you're doing in the industry. I uh, love the things that you're, you're, you you've been able to accomplish and um, push the culture forward, and uh, you know make that transition from a you know professional athlete uh, into the, uh, you know, the, the business side of things. So definitely, uh, can you, uh, you know, give people a little bit about your background? How'd
1: you get there? Yeah, for sure. So I, I grew up like a lot of kids, you know, wanting to be a professional athlete. And that was kind of the path that I chose. Um, ended up playing division one basketball at Niagara university for three years, went through a lot of ups and downs and ultimately transferred my senior year mm-hmm. to a school out in California called Cal state San Marcos. And, uh, finished up out there and had the opportunity to to kind of achieve that, that dream of being a pro athlete um, and went overseas and, and played in Japan for a, a few years and um, walked away from the game around 2017 um, mm. and uh, really didn't have a game plan for what I wanted to do next. Kind of fell into content creation, uh, building my own personal brand, ended up writing a book um, and was kind of just on the media circuit. Uh, doing a lot of public speaking, but was really focused on helping athletes trying to figure out that transition into life after sports and, um, you know, teaching them how they can utilize their platforms to, uh, you know, maximize the opportunity that they have and, and kind of leverage that in life after sports. And so, uh, kind of been in that space uh, since 20, 2017, 2018. Um, and then during the pandemic, uh, you know, like a lot of us, we had plenty of time on our hands. And that's when mm-hmm. I kind of fell into the Web3 um web3 space web3 rabbit hole and really was just fascinated um you know with the technology and how we can use blockchain to um revolutionize different industries and uh really just change the way that we do business as a whole um and so uh you know kind of was doing a lot in the in the web3 space uh at the beginning of 2021 and then kind of integrated it within this you know what i was doing with sports and started the hype uh which is really a media platform that's focused on Um, you know, providing the latest insights and news around sports and Web3. So that's kind of been my focus um, and see a lot of a lot of, uh, uh, you know, I guess kind of integration between the two and a lot of things that that will change over the next several years when it comes to sports and and how Web3 um, will will really just uh, make a difference within the sports space. So.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. So let's let's start at the uh, at the, uh, the foundation of this. Right. So uh, for people who don't know what Web3 is, how would you break that down in the simplest form for them?
1: Yeah. So I, I basically tell people that it's the next iteration of the Internet. Um, you know, from from the beginning of when the Internet started, um, it was really just static Web pages that you really couldn't interact with. And so right. um, that's kind of, you know, the kind of the foundation of how we started to use the internet um but then you know we kind of transitioned into web two where it was a little more um you know flexible and we could you know you could post content online and mm-hmm. users can kind of participate a little more uh interactively um that's kind of where you get like your social media platforms uh facebook the the, the youtubes the you know all that stuff the instagram that was kind of right. Web 2, and then now we're at web three where um you know we're using blockchain technology which is basically just an, a, a digital ledger that provides um, more transparency um, to where users can see, um, you know, what's going on within, you know, who owns what within the internet um, users and participants have more control over their IP, um, the stuff that they create and put out into the world. And So that's kind of where we're headed towards. And there's a lot of different concepts from a high level uh, perspective that, um you know web3 kind of encompasses but mm-hmm. um you know when you break it down to the simplest form it's just giving right. users more more control over their ip their data and uh i guess how we how we leverage the the internet as a whole right right and and that leads
0: to you know why we're here right so why should every athlete be looking to uh to to you utilize web3
1: yeah so i think i i kind of touched on it a little bit um you know before when i said um you know maximizing your brand value you know athletes mm-hmm. careers um you know they're in, in the grand scheme of like life are very short you know most athletes mm-hmm. are done playing before they're 30. um there are some exceptions to the rule but you know your career as an athlete is short-lived and you have to really take advantage of that time that while you know you have those eyes on you while people want to be in your presence and fans want to interact with you it's, it's the peak of you know, your, your, I guess your, your status. And so, um, utilizing, uh, technology, utilizing web three NFTs, um, mm-hmm. and different forms of, um, you know, how you can, how you can build and leverage your brand is extremely important for athletes who want to create generational wealth, who want to, uh, really capitalize on that platform while they're still playing and even leverage that into life after sports. So I think web three provides a lot of different, um, a lot of different elements and, and things that athletes can use to uh, really just put themselves in a bit better position during and after their careers.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Now I love it, I love it. And then you brought up uh, one of the next things I wanted to talk about was NFTs, right? So I know there's a lot of, of um, a lot of apprehension from a lot of people, you know, to invest in NFTs. Uh, how do you how do you talk to them about that? How, you know, how do you kind of you know help them overcome those objections?
1: Yeah, so I think that, you know, as with anything that's new, there's going to be skepticism. There's going to be volatility in the market. And I think that's what we're going through right now is like a lot of people think NFTs are, are, you know, just pictures on the Internet because there was a lot of hype around them from the beginning where, you know, people will buy a Ford Ape and, you know, flip it. It was making hundreds of thousands or even millions of dollars. And conceptually, people couldn't understand why this was the case. Like, it's just a it's just a JPEG or PNG online. But when you understand the power of community, understand the power Mm -hmm. of utility, um, that's when NFTs become a lot more impactful. Um, And I think that's the lens that we kind of have to see it through, is that NFTs, um, you know, using blockchain technology and and being able to use NFTs in a sense of uh, ticketing for sports organizations or exclusive access for athletes who wanna give their fans uh, behind the scenes, look at some of the things they're doing off off the playing field. Um, So when you provide that utility, that exclusivity um, and something more powerful than just a collector's piece, um, NFTs can really change the game for, I think, especially within sports um, and a number of different industries. So I think that um, there's been kind of this quick money grab and this negative perception of NFTs initially. But I think once we get past this kind of cold, cold market that we're in right now, we start to really utilize NFTs and have, a long-term uh, roadmap, a long-term perspective, and really um, a strong use case for why you're creating an NFT project, um, yep. the technology is going to be very impactful and, and innovative uh, yep. going forward, in my opinion. So.
0: Yeah, no, I think that that's that hits the nail on the head, right? Because there's two parts of it. You, you, you talked about the, the, uh, you know, the apprehension because of all of the bad press that has gotten the, the, the steel. But the difference is, you know, there's, there's actual text, tech, technology behind this that makes it so you, you know, that the, that you can't or not that you can't, but that it, uh, that. You're less likely to get scammed if you really know what you're talking about or you really know what you're you're, what you're getting yourself into. And then the second part is the utility behind it. So when you're buying this, you know, this NFT, there should be something that you're getting should be something tangible that you're getting as a fan, if you're building community. You know, if I'm, if I'm a fan of this person, then if they're, if there's, if I'm buying this NFT, if I'm buying this, this thing, it may be a concert to a ticket or, or, or uh, a ticket to a concert, or it may be like, for example, like you just said, like, uh, in, in the sports realm, it may be, a t- you know, a ticket to the, to the championship game, but now I get to meet the players after the game or something of that nature. Right. There's so, m- it, the, the possibilities are endless, uh, for, you know, the, the ability to u- utilize these NFTs, like you said, to build community. And I think that's what, uh, you know uh that some a lot of these projects at the beginning was missing like there wasn't any utility or community behind it it was right. just i want to hop on because of because of the train
1: right and i don't think like um investing in an nft project because you actually like the artistry or you want to support the art of the creator is a bad thing you just have to be cognizant that it's not necessarily going to provide the roi that you're looking right. for right, um, right. In, a, in a lot of cases so i think everyone has their, their own particular reasons as to why they buy NFTs but if you're looking to maximize the value that you uh, want to get out of a certain project then understanding like you said the utility the community the long-term roadmap behind any particular project is is paramount that has to come first and you have to understand um, who the people are that that are that are building this project and what their intentions are or objective are is long-term for that for that particular project
0: yeah, and I think uh, that's what a lot of uh, the people that were were doing so quote-unquote scams were. They were hiding by, behind the anonymity of the project, right? So right. if you're buying a project and, the, and there's no face on the project, then yeah, you're, you're, you're very likely to get scammed. When the way that the sports world can capitalize on it because everybody knows these brands. So uh, if, if I'm an athlete and I'm attaching my name to this NFT, then there is the there is more of a likelihood that you're not getting scammed you're actually going to get what you what you pay for if i'm attaching my name to this to this uh project so i think that, that that uh you know lends uh the sports world a a unique uh proposition because they are such public figures
1: right exactly exactly and we've seen a lot of uh Athletes attach their names to projects where it didn't go so well. So athletes, on on the other hand, got to be you know really very careful cognizant, yeah, yep. of, of the projects that they get involved in and and the, the backgrounds of these of these um, you know people who are kind of advising or leading these projects as well. So,
0: yep, I think, uh and, and that's something that, that that definitely needs to be mentioned um, because that you know. People are taking the shortcut the the, uh, the shortcuts and trying to just oh well somebody come to me with this uh, uh, this opportunity and I don't necessarily want to learn about Web three I don't want to learn about NSCs, I don't want to learn about doing a project and just jump in put their name on it and keep going can't do that with 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 this like this uh, this uh, era and this technology is is something that you definitely want to be careful of because like you said people will. You know, will will uh, take the take the bag and run, basically. <laughs> like Absolutely. so, def- you definitely want to make sure that you're attaching your name to the right things, and you definitely want to make sure that you're you're uh you're putting together some um, pretty cool projects. With that being said, what are some of the uh what are some of the the utilities or some of the uh, uh, NFT projects that you've seen that you like?
1: Yeah, so I'm 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 invested in a couple. Um, I've I've lost a, a, some money on a few, uh, but I think that's a part of the game when you when you're trying to learn how this how this space works. Um, you know, I think obviously, like when you look at CryptoPunks um, or Ape, like w- what they what they have done and what they have built in such so, such a short amount of time is is remarkable. I think one of my favorite projects, um, you know, looking at looking at the entire, I guess, landscape of and it's, NFTs is like what Gary Vaynerchuk has done with yeah. uh, with v, with v, v i think yeah. what he what he's done is amazing um in yeah. terms of building community um with the conference that he's done the vcon yep. conference and how that is um how he's leveraged his ip um how he's leveraged his brand to kind of build that out and i think that they've expanded into toys they've expanded yep. into digital like not digital cards but like trading cards like physical trading cards like with had a partnership with Mattel and Uno, so like stuff like that. I think the way yeah. he's building out that project and how he has like a long term vision for how he's utilizing V Friends is is amazing, and I think that's something that like all creators, all yeah. NFT projects, kind of need to understand or lead to, to like take a page right. from. Um, yeah. So I would say V Friends is probably my favorite project out of everything that I've seen so far.
0: Yeah, most definitely. I think Gary did a amazing job of being very thoughtful and like. Even down to the names of what he named, uh, you know, he, uh, a lot of the, uh, you know, the, the NFTs and things of that nature. Like he, he put a lot of thought into it, and he made sure that he did it the right way. And then, like you said, he, 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 uh, he went into it and did the work and put some, um, like you said, the conference. Like so, right. you, you, you already you have something. You see him. You're talking about it. You, you, there, there's automatic value in what you got out of out of that uh, NFT. And then I, one of the things he talked about. Was like the ability to have that NFT. There's a utility that you use, and then you could actually flip that and sell it back to the next person, and you basically made your money. And then, then you you get to you utilize it how you see fit. So that those are the projects that that are going to be, you know, some of the the ones that are going to set the tone and set the set the uh, the trend for for the next uh, generation of, of, of NFT projects. Have you seen any sports projects uh, that you, that you like?
1: Um, so uh, I want to say Rumble Kongs is one of them. I'm not too exactly sure how the, how their, uh, their project is, is kind of structured. Um, uh, mm-hmm. but I know like Steph Curry's invested in it. Uh, one of my former teammates who plays for the Suns, Damian Lee is invested in it. Okay. Um, and so I see a lot of NBA players who are kind of getting in on Rumble Kings and that's a, um, a pretty popular project. Like I said, I haven't, uh, done too much research on them, but it's, it's gotcha. one that's pretty notable um and then i mean I, I would just say from like a perspective of like athletes that i've seen that are building their own platforms like tom brady with autograph and i think mm-hmm. what my, matt liner uh caleb williams from usc and greg carlson are doing with hall of goats um so a lot of these different like, current and former athletes are building their own nft platforms and projects um i think that's really fascinating as well so um, a lot of different athletes kind of are seeing the, the power and the, and the impact of NFTs and seeing how they can utilize it, even as former athletes to, to you know, leverage in different ways. Right, right, right.
0: No, I, I think that's uh, definitely dope. One of the other things that kind of uh, stood out with with uh, the NFT projects are uh, their, the, the DAO. Like, so what are your thoughts on DAOs and how that can change sports as well?
1: I love DAOs, man. I think when you think about the power of community, I think Web3 web as a whole is inherently community driven. Um, it's mm-hmm. about the people. It's about the users, it's about the participants. And we look at DAOs, um, I actually, um, you know, I've, I've talked to a number of <clears throat> people who have founded DAOs. And I think that, um, you know, a lot of these DAOs are trying to do incredible things. And I think I, I wrote an article about why I think they would achieve them. Um, and it's mainly because the, the mission behind them are so powerful, but also the people that they are attracting to the communities are, uh, really in line with, with, with the mission as well. So, uh, um, a couple of dials that, that have, uh, you know, I think have really powerful missions that I've been fascinated by is like moon DAO, how they like trying to put somebody on the moon. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, a DAO that I'm actually uh, a part of is tech runs. Um, okay. and, you know, they're, they're kind of a, a community that's at the intersection of, of crypto sports and culture. Um, and so. Uh, they've, they've expanded from Miami to LA, to the Bay area, to New York. Um, so what they're doing as far as building community, bringing people like-minded people together is remarkable, um, by the Broncos Dow, uh, was in the running for purchasing the Broncos when they were, um, up for sale earlier this year. Um, Mm -hmm. they, they ultimately lost out, I think to Sam Walton, but, uh, you know, getting a group group of people together who uh are are really kind of uh driven by a, a common interest a common goal or something right. that i deeply align with being a former athlete because that's right. you know that's what sports is about you know, right, working right right together with people with people who you know kind of share in this mission this this right. this, this uh long-term objective so i love dow's i think they have a lot of um i guess a lot of uh legal challenges that mm-hmm. lie ahead. Um, but as far as like what they stand for um, and what they how they can kind of change culture um, and give power back to the people, um, right. I think is, is really powerful.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's cool. And with the with the, buy of the Broncos, uh, you know, what what happens now? Do you know? Like, so what
1: what they're focused on now is, is kind of being um, a hub to to help other DAOs uh, with which with, with set, getting set up, essentially. So like okay. uh, they, they put together that DAO and it was kind of like, um, kind of like a learning process to kind of figure out right. if this is even something that's possible. Um, right. And like I said, they didn't end, end up buying the, the, the team. But what they did uh, end up doing is kind of putting together a group of people who can help facilitate um, and help uh, other DAOs kind of get get started. So that, I think that's kind of like their next, um, their next plan or the next the next phase of kind of what they're what they're moving towards gotcha no that
0: makes sense that's that, that's definitely uh inspiring and cool like to get that many individuals together to uh because you know the nfl teams aren't cheap so right uh, <laughs> to put to put uh to have the to be in the running and you lose out the Sam walton like that's that ain't that ain't that that, that bad of a uh, person to lose to so right exactly. uh, yeah 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 so no that's that's dope that's dope um, what are, do you, so do you see first foresee, uh, you know, any, any teams in the near future being, being not, not the particular team, but like you see, do you see that happening? Um, a doubt, uh, being, being, um, in a major uh, professional team?
1: I could see, I could see it happening in the future. Um, and when I say the future, it, it, probably next like 10 years. No, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. yeah. I think it's going to take a while. Cause like I said, from a legal perspective um, and I'm not a, I'm not a attorney or I don't have a legal background or anything right. of that nature, but um, I think there is a lot of intricacies and things that, that need to be kind of figured out when it comes to that. Like how is it actually incorporated? Um, then everything from like distributions right. and voting rights and things of that nature, Yeah. Um, especially with like the NFL or the NBA where, um, you know, they're they're overseed by a, a larger government body. So, right. Um, I think there's a lot of details that need to be figured out uh, legally for for, for that nah. to happen. And I think like you look at the Packers, I think the, the Packers. I was just about
0: to ask you about that, because the Packers are I was I was going to say, like, I know it's not a. It's, a uh, DAO per se, it's not on right. web. It's not on Web three, but I thought they they were owned by the you know like the city or the people or something like that. They're, they're owned by the people,
1: and I'm like I said, I don't really know how it's actually structured or set up, but I think right. that uh, they're a good example as to like how it can potentially happen. because yeah. um, I think from like a like most DAOs are not legal entities, um, and I don't know if the Packers are set up as like a co op or what that kind of looks like, but I think essentially DAOs will have to move towards being uh you know set up as like a co- a right. or something of that.
0: Nature. Yeah, what they would probably have to do is have some type of they would have to have some legal setup and yeah, they could still run it on web 3 as a DAO I would I would right. imagine but they still have to do some fouling uh with their you know their 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 local uh government and and, and state government things of that nature.
1: Yeah. Uh, so I think the Packers would probably be uh, is a look. good example um and, and uh I can see a lot of I don't know if every team will be like that, but I could I could possibly see that happening to at least a couple more teams throughout different leagues in, in this in the States in the near future at some point. So
0: Yeah. Yeah. So no, I th- I think that uh I think that'd definitely definitely give them some framework to uh to be able to build build on top of that. Uh I I wanna jump into um to college sports. I mean you're a former college athlete. Uh how do you see nil um and web 3 intersecting
1: so i think that um you know nil is, is still kind of like the wild wild west man um there's 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 a lot that needs to be figured out from a standpoint of um you know i think one from this lens of like education like mm-hmm. giving giving these athletes the right tools the right resources the right people in their corner um, to help them navigate the space. Um, Cause it, it's, it's been very, I think for a lot of athletes has been very challenging to figure out, well, how do I utilize my brand? How do I manage money taxes? Um, you know, incorporating your business, all these things where, you know, they were kind of just kind of thrown into the fire. Um, and I, I think a lot of schools are struggling to provide them the right resources. Um, but I think like, you know, when you just look at college athletes being able to uh, profit off of their name, image, and likeness, like it's the same opportunities that professional athletes have as far as like, um, you know, they can start up their own Shopify website, create content, they can start a podcast and get advertisers, they can create a newsletter. So it's all these different avenues that still apply. Um, And then, you know, I mentioned Caleb Williams before how he's, uh, teaming up with Matt Leinart and, and Greg Carlson to, to be, mm-hmm. a, you know, have equity in this NFT platform. So college athletes can utilize NFTs and create their own projects just as any professional athlete um, can as well. Um, and, but I think you still have to, you know, understand like the strategy and the, and the it's the same, same principles that right, right, across right. the board, but the opportunities for professional athletes are the same for college athletes. Um, college athletes just have to uh, like i said they they need more education, they need more resources they need more guidance um i think at that level because um they're so young and um this is such a new space, so I think they just have to be cognizant of the projects they get involved in the in the stuff that they're doing when it comes to web three so
0: agree agree if you had if you if you were starting over, you were freshman in college, like how would you approach it?
1: That's a good question. Man. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> it's, it's tough nowadays, man, because there's so many different opportunities out there. Um, I think from, you know, w- with what I know now, um, the first thing I think, you know, just looking at the broad landscape of like how athletes can make money. Mm-hmm. I think every athlete has to understand one, their strengths. Like, what are you good at? because you're not going, to it's going to be very challenging. Like if it's your, if it's your objective to make money at the end of the day, like you want to be doing something that you're actually have some some talent in naturally, like right, whether that right. is speaking, whether it is writing, whether it is marketing, like whatever the case may be, understand your strengths. Then right. you got to figure out like what you're good at or what you like to do. Like yep. what are you interested in? Um, is it like nutrition and fitness? Is it, um, you know, culture? Is it music? Like figure out what are you actually passionate about? Um, and then figure out like the avenues to where you can get paid. Like, is that sponsorships? Is that selling merchandise? Is that, um, you know, affiliate marketing? So I think when you kind of looking at, uh, you know, making money or trying to utilize your brand to, uh, you know, profit at the end of the day, you got to have a strategy in place before you do anything. And so kind of putting those three things together and getting clear on, um, getting as clear as possible as you can on, you know, how you can do the, like, have the answers to those three things and utilize it to actually make some money, I think is the the first step uh, above anything else. Just, you can't just dive into anything um, and hope and pray that you're gonna, you know, make make some money doing, you gotta have a strategy.
0: Gotcha, no, I I, I definitely agree, definitely agree. And I think that uh, what gets overlooked a lot is that you know people I, i'll see kids trying to promote certain brands and like they they just feel they they seem uncomfortable they look uncomfortable and they're doing it just for a check versus like like coming up with some some partnerships some brand partnerships that actually make sense like there's something that that they're into or like even when you said like uh you know starting their own brand or start getting their own shopify like just do stuff that you enjoy and it'll it'll come a lot easier like, uh, if you' going if you if you like talking in front of the uh, camera or if you like talking um get a podcast start leveraging um your your uh your your, your brand or if you you know you like to to work out start vlogging and work and working out and then some stuff will come but I think right. uh you know a lot of people are just trying to look for for any opportunity that comes and then it comes off and it's just okay. So it's a, uh, it's it's not not genuine. It's not it's not gonna end well. You did you you didn't um you weren't able to build a brand that lasted longer than your playing career. So now it's still it's still just over because the biggest thing that I see is that this is an opportunity that after you're done, like uh, previously, like when you played the four years, you uh after you were done, you were you were done. You had to figure something else out. Versus like now you had the opportunity to build some type of brand during those four years. And now you're set up to, I don't necessarily have to get a job or I can get a job because I've shown that I can do certain things. And I already have experience because in the past they didn't, they weren't, you know, you're not as a college athlete, you, you don't have time to work. But right. if you, if you were able to build your brand and show certain things, now you have a resume, now you've built relationships, you've, you've, uh, you've cultivated relationships, you've built a community, There's so many other ways that you can um, do that. And then, like you said, Web3 allows you to build community while you're there versus like you just having fans at, at school.
1: Make sense? Yep. Yep. 100%. No, I agree. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yep. So I definitely, uh, I know we're coming up at the end, but I, I always like to, you know, try to talk to, to my guests about some of their, the, the things that, uh, that they like and, um, uh, you know, kind of, kind of learn about the person. Right. So I definitely want to go through some of the favorites. So what was, who was your favorite, uh, player growing up?
1: Tracy McGrady, man. I was a huge T-Mac fan. Okay. Um, okay. I, I wish he could have stayed healthy throughout his whole career, but yeah. that was my that was my guy, man, back in the day, for sure.
0: Yeah, I was a uh, I was an AI fan, so we were kind of <laughs> kind of rivals during that yeah. time. It's like you always had to choose. It was it was choose between Kobe, Tracy McGrady, and AI, like yep. every, that seemed like everybody's everybody had had one. Yeah, yeah.
1: absolutely. The early 2000s battles, man. Yep,
0: yep, <laughs> yep, yep. Um, who is your favorite, uh, business person and why
1: right now it, it has to be, uh, like I, I probably got two, uh, Maverick, yeah, Carter, me... I, I think for obvious reasons, man, like, yeah, what he's been, though. Uh, yeah Mad, man, with, with Spring Hill and, and, uh, kind of what him and LeBron has built out, built, has, have built out has been incredible. And then Byron Allen, man, um, okay. actually, uh, he, his family grew up two houses down from my family in Detroit. And I think you know when it, i love his, kind of the mystique around him like a lot of people aren't familiar with him and his success right. as a as a kind of a media mogul but i think what he's done um the past 30 40 years as an entertainer but also as a business person um in the media space which is the space i'm i'm in right now um has been amazing so probably Maverick Carter and Byron Allen are my two uh kind of aspirations or people that i look up to the most
0: cool cool favorite uh favorite musical artist
1: Man, right now I gotta be Gunner. Gunner? Yeah, I'm a Gunner fan, man. I'm a huge Gunner fan. Um, But probably all time is Jay Z.
0: Okay. Um, uh, You'll see. I'm a big whole fan too. Yeah,
1: that's
0: my guy. Okay, so that that leads me to my. What's your favorite whole album?
1: That's tough. 444 speaks to me, man, just because of what it stands for. Yeah. well Reasonable Doubt, man. Reasonable.
0: reasonable Doubt? Yeah, the first one. I love that album. That's okay. classic. Okay. Can't be mad at that. Can't be mad at that. I'm a, uh, I'm a Blueprint guy. Uh, okay. I love 444. And then obviously, like you said, Reasonable Doubt. That, those are probably my three, my top three. Um, yeah, blueprint, blueprint, Reasonable Doubt, and, and 444. Yeah. So, um, what is your, uh, what's your favorite
1: shoe? Uh, All time gotta be Jordan 11s, 11s, okay, yeah, or or the Barkley purple and black bar Barkley 94s,
0: okay, okay, love it, love it, love it, love it. Uh, favorite, uh, favorite game that you attended, like sports, sports, uh, sports game.
1: Actually, I got a chance to see LeBron um, last year against the Wizards when he broke the uh, single season uh, all time scoring record. That was pretty remarkable. Um, so that probably be that was definitely up there. I don't know. I had to think about it, man. But that was that was uh, my first time seeing LeBron in person LeBron too. Person. So, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I got to see LeBron when he was young. I got to see him as a rookie. Um and then I got to see him. Oh, did I see Braun again? I know I saw him as a rookie. He came to Atlanta. I saw him as a rookie. That was like, okay. You could see the talent was there. Um, but yeah, I got to see him as a rookie. That was that was a good experience. Um favorite uh all time team? Favorite sports team.
1: <laughs> a lot of people don't believe this, but man, I'm a a I'm a Atlanta Atlanta Falcons fan. For real? <laughs> yeah. Uh, where's the because i'm not from atlanta or anything but i yeah. used to be a big i was a football player when i was younger so gotcha. i wanted to play in the nfl um and i was a big michael vick fan Huge ah okay okay and i didn't have a team and i just stuck. And you with stayed him. okay yeah, i stuck with him and yeah. i've been a falcons fan ever since man <laughs> yeah
0: yeah That no that's that's crazy that's crazy because uh i live in atlanta so you know I, I see all the all the fans they uh they like they're diehards, but you know they're they're usually Atlanta. Like Atlanta diehards are like Atlanta people, so they they yeah. they really go hard about their sports. They
1: go hard about their sports. Um,
0: and finally, um, what would be your Mount Rushmore for athletes, like sports athletes?
1: That's a great question. Great question. Um, Muhammad Ali. Okay, love it. I gotta put. I'm gonna put LeBron up there. Okay. Uh it makes the last Ser- one tricky. Serena, I'm gonna throw her in there. Yep. I love it. Um who would be my last one? I'm gonna throw Tom Brady in there. Brady, ooh. I'm I can't 100%. be mad at it. I cannot be mad at it.
0: I cannot yeah. be mad at it. That's, that's, I got to. I got to. Yeah, that's good. That's uh, you said Ali, Serena, Brian, Brady. That's that's a tough four. Yeah, that's a tough that, four. That'd
1: be my four right there. That's a tough four. But that's I love that's it. one. That's one of them questions. I I would have to really sit down and like. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, because if you really think about it, it's four and it's all sports, right? So like, somebody has to get left out. Like, Absolutely. So, you know, I get it because it's more so like, hey, you gotta, you gotta make, you gotta, you gotta leave somebody out. Yeah.
1: So now Who, I get Who's it.
0: your four? Who's your four? Oh, man. I go back and forth. I go back and forth. I like the four that you, that you, um that you said. I think Mike had, like, I, it, it's tough for me to leave out Bron, but I think because I also think that Mike will, I, I don't know where you stand on the Mike and Bron but i think that mike is still there i think Braun is going to make his case to surpass him because it's going to be so undeniable after he completes everything that he that he's going to do mm-hmm. i think it's going to be it's going to be hard to say regardless of my opinion on if i think he's better than mike i think that lebron's going to make it so undeniable that he has to be on it right so yeah. right now i'm still putting mike there i think Ty- what tiger did um, in, in, in his sport has to be, has to be acknowledged. So Mike Tiger, um, Serena's there. <laughs> I, I, like Serena's a lock for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I, 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 it's hard for me to put two basketball players. I'm a basketball, I'm a basketball guy. So I really I want to put
1: two basketball players. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm a basketball guy, but I'm trying to be fair. Um, yeah man For, forgive <laughs> hey mike and braun because braun <laughs> hey braun is amazing man like i was just he posted uh he po he posted that uh that from his rookie season all the way like basically his career yeah. and now just really started thinking about everything that he's accomplished man braun is it is crazy and then to do it at the level that he's doing it like now in year 20 like it's just it's it's ridiculous and then the hype that he came in his career with to over over like exceed anybody's expectations cuz nobody could have, nobody would have thought that he, he he did what he did like you we've seen people hype and we and we've all seen them fall flat time after time again and he did it with the the scrutiny and everything else and and like over exceeded that and like it's still going so like yeah like braun is like i i hope he uh he gets his proper send off like I've, I've i'm not the the big braun fan like you know like somebody like other people but i definitely like i don't and, and what made me think about it is like we were talking about you 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 team at your team at guy i was an ai guy and i didn't respect that guy like while he was playing because i was a big a- I'm, I'm young like you know what i'm saying yeah I didn't respect Kobe while he was playing. So like, it's like, I mean, not that I didn't, re- my bad. I didn't, not that I didn't respect him. I didn't appreciate, yeah, appreciate him at the level that he should have been appreciated because I was too busy being a fan of, of Iverson right. that I was like, yeah, oh, no, he the other side. So like, it's, it's like, yeah. whatever. So, but no, nah, so t- I said that to say that Brian, I hope he gets the, like, he gets the proper send off and is
1: appreciated the way that he should be appreciated. Hundred percent. No, I agree. What he's done is amazing, man. He's 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 surpassed expectations, and to do it with virtually make, by making no mistakes except for the decision, which you know what I'm saying like wasn't that's... a mistake. It was. <laughs> I mean, whatever. He's, yeah, he's been almost flawless. So yeah, it's, it's been crazy.
0: No, nah, I love it. I love it. No, nah, but I appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, I definitely want to leave some time to, to, uh, you know, to you to talk about, you know, anything that you want to, uh, address to, to the people, like let them know, you know, what you got going on coming up next, how they find
1: you things. of like that Yeah, for sure. Now I appreciate the opportunity. I mean, uh, the best way to kind of contact me is, uh, probably through LinkedIn or, or Twitter. Um, I'm probably most active, uh, on those two platforms, uh, at, at Malcolm Lemons is a Twitter name and, uh, Malcolm Lemons on LinkedIn. And then uh, you can follow The Hype at uh, Um And, you know, we're just trying to put out the best content around sports and Web3 and just keep people informed and, and up to speed on, on what's happening in the space. So uh, we appreciate any any subscribers. Um, but like I said, hit me up. Um, always down to collaborate and, and talk to people who are interested in the space. So.
0: No, definitely, definitely. Y'all make sure y'all go subscribe. I know you're uh, you you also write on the medium, right? Uh, you, you yeah. Your, yep. So uh, I, I I did run across that and and very great good articles on on there. So if you want to learn about uh, Web three, make sure you follow Malcolm, mm-hmm. subscribe, mm-hmm. and um you know th- make sure you tap in with him. I pre- again, I appreciate you coming on. Um, you know we'll 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 stay in touch and um you know wish you best wishes. Appreciate you, man. Hundred percent. Thanks.